So, like, thanks to viewers like you and SassyGamers.com, Bard Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, the party wasn't locked up long before Armbar freed himself with the help of his spectral alpaca, Scruzzle and Natch. The guards were utterly terrified to face Armbar, who quickly freed his friends, only Brock wasn't acting like himself and wanted to make sure the Magister was dead. Rook rejoined the party and helped them make their way down into the sewers, but not before Armbar got Brock to snap out of it. Why was Brock acting so strangely? Can the party escape the long arm of the guard? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe! Welcome back to Bard Rock Cafe, Episode 9. When we left off, the party was deciding what they were going to do now that they broke out of jail. And whether or not they were going to warn the Magister, or just leave. I think we should all just leave, personally. Epi's just gonna look like, what are you waiting for? Just get get yourself in the sewers, and I'll meet up with you. Actually, you know what? Where are y'all going from the sewers? Gentle reminder, gentle reminder to everyone listening, Epi is at two hit points. Carry on. One, we don't know, and two, Epi, you took a brutal beating from those alpacas back there. That's my scruzzle Natch. You are no condition to stay behind. If anything goes wrong, you're in danger. If we're going, we're all going. Yeah, those alpacas did a number on me. Look, your weird horses are lovely. I'm sure they're very nice most of the time. They're alpacas! Alpacas, correct. Yes. I've definitely seen alpacas before. Roll a nature before. check. Just real quick. <laughs> Roll a nature check! Do this for me. <laughs> All right. They whisked us away the last time. How do you not remember? All right, all right. What's their nature check? Uh, to be fair, champ, alpaca is a hard word for somebody who doesn't use it very often. Okay, so I have a plus four to nature, and I rolled an 18. Yeah, you know exactly what these are. You probably know more about alpacas than anybody else in this group right now. So you're just intentionally being obtuse. Let's just be real here. The alpacas are what pull a certain brother's certain things. Anyway, of course, of course, I, you know, I just took a bit of a kick to the head from your alpacas. Which is definitely not what alpacas do all of the damn time. <laughs> yeah, and because you took a kick to the head, I don't think you're thinking straight. Come with us. Look, I have a plan. I left a note in there with a very convincing lie. And to buy y'all a little bit of time, I'm going to send them in the wrong direction. Now, I'll tell you this much. I may have the slightest inkling of a plan. Might have knocked a little bit of a inspiration into me. I need you all to do something. I need you all to meet me in the graveyard district whenever the sun goes Which, down. Which, above game, I do want to let you know, the graveyard district is called the City of the Dead. I need you all to meet me in the City of the Dead once it's dark out. I'm going to cast Charm Person on Epi. You can try! Everybody is keeping track of their spell slots, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yep, I have level 1 spots left. That's all I have left. That is my second level 1 cell slot of 4. Okay, just making sure. Go ahead oh, no, 3. I cast Healing Word at some point. I have 1 level 1 left after that. Cast it. I, I cast it. It's a spell save for you. Well, that's a character choice. Specifically a Wisdom saving throw. Alright, a decision has been made. I rolled a whopping two with a plus four to my wisdom. Epi's just, just, you know, batting a solid zero on this resisting charm person thing. You know, Brock's back to normal. He's got a, he, he's so convincing these days. He's such a, he's, you know, he really looks out for his best interest. Did I proc wild magic? Oh, jeez, I keep forgetting. Hang on. Thank you for reminding me. Uh, you did, actually. What would be 100? I rolled a 21. Nothing happens with this particular one. Epi, let's go. Just so you know, this does not cancel out the previous charm. You're just charmed by two people. I look at Brock. I look at the road. I look at Brock. I kind of have to stand up a little bit to put my hands on his shoulder. Look, look. I'm, I'm really trying to help you here. I know, I know you're a good guy. I know you're looking out for my best interest. But please, trust me on this one. I know what I'm doing. 
I, I know it doesn't look like that, but I really do know what I'm doing right now. At this point, I'm very suspicious of why, when Epi's charmed, they're still resisting coming along. Ask about it, then. I'll let you have another insight check. That is a 7 plus 1-8. You're not sure. Epi, let me you put know. it this way. Either you're coming along willingly or Armbar's carrying you. Which do you prefer? Epi looks at Brock. Epi looks at Armbar. Armbar's rubbing his hands together. He's ready. Epi looks at Armbar. Epi looks at Armbar's arms. Epi resigns himself to it. He stops for a second. He's like, all right, if I tell a guard that they ran the other way and that's what did this to my head, do you think I could get away with it? No. Epi, we're not leaving you behind. Either we're staying with you or you're coming with us. I'm not leaving you behind. That's so sweet of you. If you got captured again, after whatever I said and did back there, I would never be able to live with myself. Quick question to the group. What is everyone's passive perception score? Twelve. How do we calculate that again? It's ten plus your perception bonus. Twelve for me. Twelve. So everybody's twelve except for Rook, who is thirteen. Okay. Carry on. You know what? I trust you. Let's go. Into the sewers. Alright, sliding down the poop chute. You all go into the sewers, leaving the Magister to her fate. I have one last thing I want to cast on my way out, or while I'm going into the sewers. I want to cast Thaumaturgy, and have that alarm bell that I heard when I definitely wasn't breaking into the Bard Rock Cafe that first time, in a direction away from the particular uh, outpost we were in, if possible. By alarm bell, do you mean the whistles that they blew? That thing! Yes! So you make the sound of a guard whistle. Yeah, in a direction opposite from where we are. Okay. And then you go into the sewers. Okay. So if you don't know what happened with that, you guys are in the sewers. Who would like to guide the party through the sewers? I've been doing it so far. Might as well give it a shot. I know the city. I probably know the general direction towards the city of the dead, I'm guessing. What should I roll again? Roll a survival check. Oh, damn it. No, maybe I'm like the worst person in the world to be doing this. I did 12, which I don't know how Can good I Can I assist her? I'll allow it. Okay, roll again. So roll an advantage. Okay, thank you for that. It's a nice 13. <laughs> 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 Holy shit, guys. I thought I was tripping when I saw that. What? <laughs> the dice have spoken. Your number's a 12, thank you. You managed to avoid getting lost. So you guys are currently in the docks district trying to make your way through the sewers to the city of the dead. Are you trying to take the sewers all the way there or do you just want to? Would any, any of us actually know a place that would be safe to emerge before the sewers? Because we don't want to be far enough away from the docks district that we aren't going to bump into that magister. So with a 13, yeah, Rook would probably know a few places to emerge from the sewers and like alleyways and stuff like that. That being said, the sewers are probably the best place for me to explain my exposition to the group while we're walking. I don't really see why we need to go above ground. It's actually tactically better for us to stay. So I think probably walk the whole way there, but I do want to, before we meet anybody, other people that can hear this, because it's a private thing for Brock, exposit to the group what happened. Okay, so real quick I have two questions. Rook is guiding the party. Who is keeping an eye out? And what is the pace that y'all are traveling at? I have dark vision. I can keep an eye out. Okay, so roll a perception check. 14. Okay. Alright, and then how are you guys traveling? Fast, slow, or regular? Regular? I would say regular. regular. Let's do regular so we have... Yeah, we're not running. Talk. Yeah. I would say, like, a power-walking kind of pace. Like, we're not running through the sewers, but we're also not walking at a leisurely pace either. We're, like, we're walking at a brisk pace because we want to get from the scene of a crime. Well, and, like, it stinks down here. So, you know. So, regular pace. All right. That's all I needed to know. Carry on. I'm sorry about what happened back there, everybody. So, how much do you all know about the Kalishtar people? Not anything. How much do I know about the Kalishtar people? Go ahead and roll just a straight intelligence check. No, roll history. God damn. Just... Yeah, no fucking clue. Hang on. Oh, wait, no, that's Tyler. So, Come on. four plus six is a ten. Let me roll history. 
Hogless is nice. Armbar and Epi have no idea. Rook has heard of the Kalashtar, but only like you've heard of them, right? Like it's it's a trivia thing for you. Specifically, you would know that they have typically two souls. Oh, so I know that. Okay. Just because it's a trivia thing, like it's one of those, like you heard that fact and that stuck with you, right? Like you don't know anything else about them, culture, history, any of that. Just it's like barroom trivia. It was probably a question <laughs> at the Bard Rock Cafe's trivia night, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> Brock just like, oh, people will be so amused about this. So that second soul you mentioned, uh, it's called a quarry spirit. It's a benevolent spirit that all the Kalishtar people are born with. Well, mine is a malevolent spirit. His name is Roll. And when I become particularly angry or afraid, sometimes he takes over. It started when I was a child. It's why I, why I chose to, a life that was not the military life that my father wanted for me. I was scared of what Roll would do if I was a soldier. I'm so sorry you all had to meet him today. That's understandable given what he did with just a bard. How do you keep him in check? By running away from my father's military explorations, opening a restaurant. Okay. <laughs> so, how's that working out for you? That was my first incident in a few years. He's gotten control for a few minutes when we've had patrons become particularly difficult, but uh, fortunately Armbar usually keeps things calm enough. The couple of times where there have been fights broken out or, you know, someone tried doing something shady, maybe for a minute, I can usually wrestle him back down. Yeah, he's never that bad where you wanted to take someone's life, Brock. That was pretty extreme. But I think the combination of how scared I was being imprisoned and how angry I was about the situation, he just came out. And it makes sense. Roll doesn't want me to be in prison because for the better or worse i am his body too he wouldn't want to be imprisoned or executed so what he thought he needed to survive is what he would do frankly i don't trust him with all of you i think the only reason that he wouldn't hurt my friends would be because he knows i wouldn't be able to live with myself and again he needs a body that and his aim's not all that good i mean i know i'm short but like he missed it by a mile well part of the whole me avoiding training to be a fighter thing probably helped with that you know, I do appreciate that. Let's just say I'm not exactly doing all that great right now. And you kind of see Epi starts writing something in that little wizard book of his as he's walking. But, you know, nothing too big. You guys probably have all noticed at this point, Epi's wizard book is pretty nice. It has a gem carved to look like an eye. And it is really nice leather bound. Anyway, aside from that, carry on. What are you writing? Are you writing about me? I like to take notes. I haven't heard of a Kalashtar. How do you spell Kalashtar, by the way? K-A-L. You can hear me getting more annoyed as I spell it. A-S-H-T-A-R. Thank you for that. I thought as an acolyte of the Raven Queen, you took things in confidence. You take notes? Yes. Don't worry, they disappear into the book. And I sort of shut it. Can I roll some sort of check about that book? Armbar's gonna roll Arcana. <laughs> Do it, Armbar. <laughs> I am so proud of Armbar. I'll, everybody do it. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's a solid two for me, buddy. No, my, my <laughs> can ain't nothing. What did you, what did you roll? What did you roll? Oh, wow, you, 21 from Rook. <laughs> Holy crap! Holy crap! <laughs> I rolled a twenty-one for this for useless thing for me. Like you know, like I get great rolls, and then when I need to wrangle an alpaca, I can't, I can't freaking do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a nineteen plus two, and just Rook is gonna be way too lazy to like explain what right. she thinks. Yeah, nineteen plus two. I rolled a six plus one, so it's a book. I bet I would know about the gem on the front, because I'm a jewel thief. I'm going to take a shot in the dark here and say what you suspect is this book is unusually magical. <laughs> it's like Lucky Charm cereal, but in book form. Okay, Rook, what the hell? Somehow you are the smartest person here. I don't know. Apparently I know so much. The crystallized gem on the front you recognize as a really, really good replica of a Nothic's eye. And I will let you roll nature to see if you know go. what a Nothic is. Well, nature or arcana, your okay. choice. 
She might have had to steal one one time. It's fine. Okay, let me see what's better right here. Nature is... Well, to know what... To know how much you know. Like, you've heard of them. This is how much about them do you know. You said nature or arcana. It's the same thing, actually, for me. It's plus one. And I got, I got 20. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... um. I guess I know what that is. I guess I know what a Nothic is. Nothics are kind of cursed creatures. When a wizard becomes too obsessed with gaining forbidden knowledge, sometimes they tap into sections of magic that shouldn't be messed with, and it twists their body and their soul, and a Nothic is what remains after the wizard loses themselves. The Nothic's eye is unique in that it has the ability to, basically, when it looks at someone, it can delve into their secrets. It's magic, but it's so far removed from the typical sort of magic that it's it's not natural and nobody really understands how it works. But the Nothic's are able to suss out what your secrets are just by looking at you. And typically you find a Nothic in places with like a lot of magical energy because they are wizards that were obsessed with finding knowledge. I've noted all this. Rook is very interested in that replica. Yeah, for some reason you you know all that shit. Just Yes, I must have stolen something similar or something. But in any case, Rook is going to keep it to herself. In fairness, this is a pretty goth piece of information. Probably had to steal one one time. It's fine. Actually, I'll go ahead and give you this too. Just because your rolls are pretty great. Nothics, while they are cursed, wretched creatures, less ethical, upstanding organizations sometimes use them for interrogation. Ah ha 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 ha. Okay. I'm gonna stick with the first thing I said, which is that Rook is extremely... Now that Rook has like actually noticed the jewel on Epi's journal, actually seen it really well for the first time or whatever, and realized what that Nothic's eye, like what the jewel really was, Rook's keeping that information to herself for now. She doesn't want to call out Epi in the sewer just at this moment. Above game. The thing Epi was writing in his book, which nobody was looking at, so it's fine, it's fine. But Epi wrote in his book, sorry I lost track of you there for a second. Turns out a friend of mine is a Kalashtar too. So we had to deal with that a little bit. I think I covered our tracks okay. Duly noted, thieving is not my thing. I saw it. Armbar saw it. Armbar saw it. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't roll it, you just <laughs> He can't read. Armbar <laughs> can't read anyway. Yep. I was. I was That's sitting why I here. thought we were laughing, guys. I wasn't gonna say anything unless Tyler said, "Hey, I want to remember what Epi wrote." I'd have been like, "You remember you know Epi wrote something." Depending on what happens next, let's see if Armbar actually does look over his... You know what? For funsies, Armbar can, because Epi knows he can't read. <laughs> he just, like, shows... He just shows him the it. book. <laughs> yeah, it just has some stuff, right? I just give Epi's it to Brock, going, hey, can you read this for me? Perfect time for just to look at your, uh, your, your spell book. Oh. I forgot Armbar canonically can't read. <laughs> You're pretty sure it was a drawing of a pizza. Because I'm okay with Armbar looking over his shoulder. I thought Brock was going to teach Armbar how to read. Now it's the perfect time. This is the perfect lighting to read. No, but seriously, everybody. Seriously, back to the plot. Like, I'm so sorry. Can you please just all forgive me? And Brock notes the five seconds of silence. I mean, I already oh, no. laid my heart off to you. Like, I was waiting for somebody else to say something. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Yeah, Brock's just like, can you all forgive me? And everyone's like, I don't know. Sounds about right. <laughs> Brooke, go ahead and give me two more survival checks. Can I help on both yes, of them? Yes, you can. And then uh, Armbar, hey. go ahead and roll perception two more times. So this was, so when you help me, Epi, that's at advantage? Mm-hmm. Okay. Darren, sorry. That 19, pretty toasty. Oof. Then you got an 11 after that. 
and Armbar is just not seeing a thing. Armbar is trying so hard to read right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm concentrating on reading. It's the only chance I have. No one's teaching me. I try teaching you, but everyone let me use their book. That are right, simpler books. So you guys books. make your way through the sewers. You do go past, like, some rats. Not a lot going on. It's the sewers, right? Brock, roll me a d12. Let me know what you get. Two. Okay. Quick question, though. Sure. Seeing as how I'm at a whopping two, at some point while we're walking through the sewers, would I be able to cast mage armor? Yeah, sure. And in fact, let me... Uh, yeah. Roll me a d100. Oh no. Okay, okay. That's a solid 50. Fun times. Oh boy. I'll let, uh, I'll let you know when it happens. Oh boy. Okay. I also, because I can't stand how bad Epi looks, I'm afraid we're getting encountered by one particularly vicious rat, I'm going to cast Healing Word. Okay. Thank you. So, I'm going to roll my d4. Uh, you do not. Epi heals one point. Trigger wild magic. You dodge a bullet with that one. Maybe. I stopped Well, reading. it's one plus your charisma modifier. Oh, yeah. okay, four hit points. It matters. While we're it walking matters. in silence, and this is all happening, no one said anything to Brock yet. So <laughs> yes. Armbar is just gonna, like, put his hand on Brock's shoulder and be like, It's okay, brother. We just gotta let it soak in a little bit. But you always get your buddies back, all right? Thanks, champ. He looks up from his book for just a little bit. Don't worry. I try not to hold things against people. And honestly, that's just sort of... It's interesting. Do you have, like, a, a way to talk yourself out of it whenever it happens? Yeah, I, I just need to, like, calm down. When you guys were talking to me and you were, like, trying to reason with me, some of the things you said were able, like, I was able to like, hear them. When he's in control, it's like an out-of-body experience. It's, it's kind of like I'm in a dream. If that makes sense. The Kaleshtar don't actually dream. That's another trivia fact for you. I'm sort of like in the back of his mind and I can hear everything going on, but I only get bits and pieces of it. Trying to talk me down or calm me down is the best way to do it. Sketching notes into his little book. Good to know. Good to know. Do you charge by the hour for all those notes? Sadly, no. They're, they're just for my own sake so I can remember things. Armbar rushes over your, like, points over your shoulder like, What is that character mean? Ah. My very large friend. That's the letter A. <laughs> the letter A. It can sound like Armbar. Roll me an intelligence check right now. <laughs> <laughs> Does he suddenly remember how to oh, read? <laughs> All right. What? All right. <laughs> Roland Armbar. You have learned Yay! the letter A. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes. I got a fucking 16. <laughs> oh, man. Only 25 letters to go. Yeah. I need to make a note of what letters I know. Because this is going to be important. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like you found an L-bed primer for the letter A. I was just about to go there. Like, you have found the primer. So you guys are walking for a few hours because you're going really from one side of Waterdeep to the other. Rook, you're not getting people lost. You know where you're going. You kind of start getting lost near the end there because you don't have too many reasons to go to the City of the Dead. Certainly not in the sewer portion. And there's really not that many sewers there because it's a graveyard. Sure. <laughs> they need the underground for other things. Yeah, there's, there's stuff under the ground, but it's not sewers. As you guys start getting closer, you all hear, seems like down a side passage in the sewers, sounds like a kid crying. Well, that's suspicious. Sounds like a little armbar. Um, how close are we to the place that's going to be full of ghosts? About an hour out. Like, you're not there yet. You think you're probably going to have to come out of the sewers just outside of the City of the Dead and then go past the gates into the City of the Dead? Okay. Epi just holds up a finger to his mouth. And I would like to cast Thaumaturgy down that hallway but up a different path to make it sound like somebody saying... Hello? Like somebody responding to the kid, but in a different direction than we are, but where we could see if something goes towards that. Okay. The crying continues, and then you hear kind of, help me. I cast Thaumaturgy again from that same place. Where are you? Please help me. I'm going to lean over to the folks around me. That's a little suspicious. 
Do we have ten minutes? I'm not going! I'm getting the goosin' bumps! Oh yeah, Epi, you took a lot of kicks to the head. I think we need to avoid interacting with anyone that's not our safe passage. True. But if that is a kid, admittedly I've gotten lost in the sewers before. Let me try one thing. And I'm gonna pull out my little stick of wood with the string around it. You see just kind of the magic happen as it spools up. An unseen servant happens, and I'm gonna tell it to go around. Okay, so time out. You're doing this, and you're going through the motions as normal. Everybody else, what you see is Epi pulls out, like, a bunch of different flasks and stuff and starts throwing them on the ground. Oh, no. And this cloud rises up, and there's Unseen Servant. And that's what you see. Epi, you're not doing anything different. To you, it seems normal. To everyone else, it looks like Epi is doing the most random array of magical shit. <laughs> to the same end effect. Epi can summon an unseen servant by throwing dozens of flasks on the ground. Interesting. Seems that way. Does my character have pen and paper in their inventory? Yep. <laughs> I pull out pen and paper, I just start taking notes to mock Epi for <laughs> writing down all the stuff I do. Okay. I'm just going to look over. So first thing you do is you take a stick of wood. <laughs> You cast the <laughs> magic, the string pulls up, and when it unthreads itself, then you don't have an unseen servant anymore. And where do all of the flasks come in? I don't think wizarding is your calling. What flasks are you talking about? <laughs> As you look on the ground, there's no shattered glass or anything. Like, it's just gone. Huh. Am I missing something? No, our life's just weird. I'm kind of getting used to it, sort of. Not really. You all hear, they left me down here. One moment. I'm going to instruct the Unseen Servant to go and bring the child where we can see them. Uh, the Unseen Servant heads off down the passage. It's not going to look for every child in Waterdeep, is it? You don't <laughs> <laughs> that was a legitimate question Brock was asking. To be fair, yet I don't really know. It's not the smartest thing in the world. It's really good if you just don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning to go fetch your clothes from the dresser, but... It's really not that smart of a... I'd have to be more specific with it. Yeah. I tend to just sleep in my clothes. Anyway, what's happening right now? <laughs> I sent it to go bring the child to us, so either we're going to be part of a kidnapping, or it's going to go find out <laughs> what that thing is over there. <laughs> About a minute and a half passed, and the Unseen Servant returns empty-handed. Nothing. Like, I could not find anything, but like the Unseen Servant doesn't speak, you know, it just... It makes the motion. I just raise my hand and go, surface everybody? Yeah, this looks like a trick to me. It's either a trick or a ghost. Surface everybody? I'm, I'm good for that. If it didn't find a child, there is no child there to find. Alright, so you guys are heading up to the surface? Yes. Okay. As you're walking away, you hear, help me, help me. Have you ever dreamt of being a superhero? Legends of Superhero Story is a new actual play podcast using the Legends Superhero role-playing game system, available on all podcast platforms. This exciting new superhero tabletop RPG follows our Game Master Jack and our fledgling heroes played by Chad, Emily, Amanda, and Daniel as they work their way through their origin story and beyond. Listen in as they discover their powers and abilities. Let's hope they learn to work together as a team in time to save the world and truly become legends. Legends of Superhero Story is available on all podcast platforms. For more information, follow us on social media at The Legends Cast or visit our website, www.matchplaygames.ca forward slash The Legends Cast. I should probably tell at least some guards that there's something pretended to be a child down here. Eventually. I think we should avoid guards for the next several weeks, to be perfectly honest. I can cast a message. I can send the Unseen Servant with a message. Yeah, I can speak telepathically to the Magister. Guess how that worked out for me. What are you going to tell the guards that the poop ghost is down here? <laughs> I am the poop ghost! <laughs> Beware! The poop Beware! Epi just kind of stops for a second. Yes, absolutely. I'm going to tell them about the poop ghost that sounds like a child and definitely isn't. 
at, at some point, I just want to see what they do with that. So you make your way the rest of the way without incident. You, you come up out of the sewers in the southern district, you make your way up through the gates. You're now in the city of the dead. I just want to say really quick, everybody, do you want to know what the worst ghost domain ever would be? That would be the crappiest one. Mm -hmm. wah, wah. I would like a volunteer. I volunteer Epi. No, Epi has the least HP. I don't think Epi should volunteer for anything. Alright. It is... Epi, you take three psychic damage from that pun. Damn it! Uh-huh. I'm glad I got healed. So, Epi no, dies. No, I got healed. So I was at no. 6 HP. Oh, that's right. And you just see Epi's staggering a little bit. Like, maybe he's just, you know, he, he doesn't look like he's doing so great. Maybe you need to write your book again. I, I may have to. <laughs> What would you guys like to do? How far are we from wherever uh, Diana is? Diana is the gravekeeper. You know that there is just a small, like, basically a gravekeeper's hut. It's near the entrance. You don't have to go very far to get to it. I'm gonna motion to my good buddies. Follow me. I know at least one person here who... I got something on her, she's got something on me. It's fine. It'll be fine, fine, come on, come on. And I start walking. Oh, I just follow Epi. And I do a knock on the, the door of Diana. As you guys approach this hut, it's a little tiny cobblestone two-room house, you know, like it's not very big. You do see a little fire pit outside. There is a pot of stew on top of it. And it looks to be a tea kettle off to the side. And all around this hut, there are look to be flowers that aren't quite in full bloom yet. There's the buds, but they haven't opened. And you see Diana, she is outside. She is, looks to be eating an early dinner. When I say early dinner, you guys have been traveling for a couple hours. It is actually like six, seven o'clock. So she's sitting there. While we approach, I press to digitize everybody to be not sewer smelly. Okay, sure. So you're all clean-ish. Prestidigitation is great. It cleans you, but the essence remains. You still feel kind of dirty until you take an actual shower. Yes, we just aren't going to dis discuss our new person is my goal. I don't want them to be like, were you a sewer? Yes. Well. That was the goal. <laughs> so Epi kind of staggers up a little bit. Hello, Diana. I think I could have a, a bowl of the stew. And also a favor. So time out real quick. Where is my list of NPC names that I have to call out. I actually know who this person is. It's Diana McKenzie on Facebook. So thank you for the character name, Diana McKenzie. Here is your NPC. Diana looks up. Says, oh, Effie. You've brought friends. Come on, come on. You're welcome to sit and have some tea with me. Thank you very kindly. You look kind of rough. And she walks up and kind of looks you over. She casts a healing spell a couple of times and you are fine. You're back up to max hit points. Diana, you're a lifesaver. Let's just say I had another run-in with the alpacas. Not my brothers this time. They're friends alpacas. They just don't like me. Right. Alpacas. There's not many of them running around, Waterdeep. I know, but I still managed to find each of them, and all of them hate me. I'm sorry to hear that. She kind of walks over. So She's a halfling, so she's like four feet tall, right? Tiny, tiny. She has very pale skin and bags under her eyes, and she just looks kind of weary. But she walks up to each of you and extends her hand and says, Hello, I am Diana. I am the keeper of the graveyard. Pleasure to meet you, Brock Song. Rook nods. And I am rolling on bar. Pleasure. Well, welcome to the City of the Dead. What brings you here today? That is a long story. And I have nothing but time. And she motions for you all to sit, and she, she kind of looks around. I'll be right back. She has to go inside and get some bowls for you guys to get some stew and some tea. While, while she's doing that, Epi looks around. I've known Diana since I was, you know, just a little teenager. Used to come here all of the time. I still do, if I'm being perfectly honest. Well, I guess your god is the god of death. Yep. And he just takes a long sip out of his tea. The tea is a mix of bitter and sweet. It's actually pleasing to the palate. It goes down easy. I tell you what, nobody can make a good cup of tea like her. You know, Brock, you should learn a thing or two from her. The tea at the Bard Rock Cafe just... It wasn't bad, but it's not Diana's. I'm gonna level with you. 
Half the time, I was just prestidigitizing hot water. That explains a lot, actually. Like, we'd be low on supplies, so I just prestidigitize some water. I'm like, uh, I charge, don't charge that much for this. I have concerns about the quality of the food I was eating at your establishment. I didn't prestidigitize everything. Diana comes back. She has three wooden bowls. And she passes out all the bowls out to everybody. She scoops you all just a ladle of stew. It's like just a basic stew. It has, like, a meat in it. And like some vegetables it, it's stew tastes fine thank you very much ma'am you're very welcome thank you so what brings you to the city of the dead today have you lost someone you already know my answer to that one you typically come here trying to find someone sort of but this time you've brought friends that's new this is true i don't think i've ever brought well aside from maybe one time where i bought like a sister, but anyway, I was wondering if perhaps I could introduce them to the uh, practice of gravekeeping and, you know, have a sleepover in one of the catacombs. Something big enough for all, all of us. She kind of just looks at you and then looks over at your friends. You want to sleep in the crypts? Yes. Look, I'm in love with you. I don't know if you heard about what happened in the Docks District. I was the owner of the Bard Rock Cafe. I'm kind of homeless right now, and we are just looking for a place to sleep because my friend Armbar, he also lost his home, and because you know, he was also staying with me at the time. I see. Well, you are welcome to stay here. So long as you stay within the confines of my grove, the dead shall stay at peace, and they will not bother you. I don't suppose you know about a uh, creepy ghost in the sewer? In the sewers, no. I don't know of any ghosts. We heard a voice calling for help, and we went and investigated it, and we didn't find anything. Well, I sent the unseen servant to, told it to go pick up a child. It sounded like a child was saying, like, help me, help me. But then the unseen servant... That's all it seemed to know how to yeah. say. It came back empty-handed. I see. I don't know what that might have been. It's curious that your unseen servant didn't find anything. As you look over, you do see the unseen servant with its own cup of tea. <laughs> so there's just a cup of tea floating there. <laughs> the unseen servant does not eat or drink, so it's just holding its cup of tea. He likes to feel included, probably. Does the unseen servant have a name? You know, I never thought to ask. I've just been calling him Mip. Diana takes a sip of her tea and says, So, why are you trying to hide in the graveyard district? So, well... Just waiting for some things to blow over, you know the deal. I do. You have a way of finding trouble. What can I say? It's one of my uh, many charms. Or flaws. Depends on who you ask. Well, you're welcome to stay. I would appreciate it if you did not disturb the graves this time. Well, I mean, if we're staying in the ones where they don't come back to life, then there's just, uh, just bones at that point. I haven't figured out how to bring them back. I mean, I haven't exactly had time to study them yet. Very well. And Rook, you actually see as a butterfly lands on your shoulder. It just sort of sits there. A butterfly lands on my shoulder? Yeah. Rook is looking hard at that butterfly. Is there anything interesting about it? Roll a nature check. Okay. <laughs> the natural one. Darn it, my quest for knowledge. <laughs> yep. Uh, you have forgotten the letter A. <laughs> no. You do trigger wild magic, though. Yes. 2d100. Yep. 81 and 30. 81 and 30. Mm-hmm. Is this a pigeon? Alright. <laughs> 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 That's basically right. Rook right now. Oh my god. <laughs> exactly. I've never oh, seen this before. Is this thing? Rook is just mortified by this flippin' creature. Functionally, nothing happens, but I want you to understand what the wild magic roll did above game. The butterfly, because you are looking really hard at it, has gained your sneak attack feature. <laughs> <laughs> it is the world's sneakiest butterfly. Yes. No, no, no. My work is done. It's not sneaky, but oh. if it ever decided to attack... It would be. It would have your sneak attack damage. So it would do zero plus however many d6 you get right now. <laughs> I'm so proud of this little guy. Oh my god, 4d6, man. Oh, that's funny. <laughs>
No one knows, but that butterfly is very powerful. That is, that is now the strongest butterfly in the world. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be... This is like our Chekhov's gun. That butterfly is coming back. <laughs> oh my god. What have I done? Roll animal handling to tame the butterfly. No, no. I'm not doing it again. <laughs> I'm not doing it again. <laughs> so the butterfly takes off and just flutters away. To assassinate the other butterflies. <laughs> to murder elsewhere. To become the king of all butterflies. Somewhere out there is a bat that's going to have a very bad day. <laughs> you picked the wrong butterfly. That's what's up. Oh. It's not butterfly arm bar. That's so good. I'm seeing fan art with this butterfly with just like one beefy arm on one side of it. Yeah, like, right. Pop, it's the bird style. <laughs> the butterfly ninja. Yes. Epi is just like, so who do we have the pleasure of visiting tonight? Which one are we staying then? I'll let you pick. I know which one's a nice one. Well, they're all nice. You do a very good job. I do try, but thank you. Thank you for having us. I appreciate it. When I get my restaurant back, your first meal is on me if you ever want to stop by. Well, thank you for that as well. You said it's the Bard Rock Cafe, correct? Yes. Perhaps I'll share my tea recipe with you. That'd be very good. I'm told my tea's not very good by uh, our friend Epi here. Yes, well, this is my own unique blend. I call it Earl Grave. <laughs> <laughs> I love it your best one yet well if you need anything i'll be here i never saw you we never had this conversation i appreciate you immensely diana ta-ta dear have a nice she evening back inside <laughs> i finish up my tea and put it in the spot where it goes as well as the bowl likewise yep oh we might have eaten stuff behind epi did you have anywhere in particular you wanted to take them or do you just pick a crypt and hide for the evening what is the best crypt the one with the with just the cleanest everything the one with the benches the one with a door that locks but i definitely know where they hid the key because it's under a rock somewhere nearby that kind of thing maybe one i've stored snacks in i feel like she should have to roll to decide how nice she knows where that is a nice roll you find a noble family's mausoleum and basically just camp out in the I say the foyer area, the entryway, because there's not really beds, it's a mausoleum. Do they have benches? Yes. Excellent. There's places to sit, places to rest. Excellent. I sit back like I own the place. A little later, <laughs> like about two hours later, you hear a soft knock on the front door. You open it, there's four bedrolls set outside. Thank you, Diana, who I definitely haven't seen. I pulled the bedrolls in. Close the door behind me. You guys spend the night here? Yeah. Sure. Sounds like a plan. Long rest? Yeah. Yes, you guys have a, an uninterrupted long rest. And while we're doing that, thing? yeah. Because yeah. I got wizard nonsense I can do. Epi's definitely still writing away in that book of his. And you see him just over a little bit. He pulls out this, you know, from his little component bag. He pulls out just the smallest little brass bowl. Can I roll stealth to see if I can sneak up on Epi while they're riding and look over their shoulder? Oh, <laughs> Do it. Do no, it. that's while we were getting ready oh. to rest, I assumed. Unless Epi literally waited till we were asleep. Yeah, we got like an hour. Oh. He is trying to hide it a little, but, you know, he may get distracted. Go ahead and roll stealth. And depending on how intensely you want to look, I'll determine whether or not... Like, you're not... There's not many things going on in this room, right? The only thing moving would be you. It's 11 so plus 6, 17. It's not a stealth check to be unseen. So you're trying to just get a peek at what Epi is writing? Yep, I want to see the kind of things Epi writes in this book. I'll say, Epi, how distracted or how focused are you right now? So at the moment, Epi has turned to the page with the ritual casting for Find Familiar. And you just, you know, he's he's concentrating on a ritual thing, so... Okay, so I'll say you don't really see Brock there looking over your shoulder. Okay. He's not being obvious about it. He's just kind of side-eye watching. Yeah. And I just offhandedly right in the corner. Tell Dot to be nice this time. Okay. So Brock, you do see that. And then you see the writing fade into the page. And I am adding the word Dot to my personal campaign notes. Who is Dot? That's something I've written down to find out later. 
And over the next hour, you see Epi, he pulls out a brass brazier? Is that what it is? Brazier? If you're summoning Dot, mm -hmm. this in particular does not need components. Okay, never mind then. You just see over the next hour, he's pouring over this. The ink sizzles a little, it's fine. Epi is busy doing his thing. Is anybody else doing anything at this time? No. Even though we're getting a long rest, I play my flute to use my song of rest feature. Gotcha. Okay. We heal so much. That, right. Rook doesn't do anything special. Okay. So at the end of an hour, you guys hear this sizzling noise. Okay. And it kind of gets more intense and more focused, and then pop. And then you see a tiny winged, devilish looking creature sitting right there. Starts looking around, looks at all of you, turns around and looks at Epi. Why? Hello, Dot. It's always so nice to see you. What's up, Epi? Yeah, you know this little thing? <laughs> oh yeah, no, he's just right there in the center of the room. Just... He's just sitting back. He kind of looks back at you, like, what are you looking at? <laughs> Hello, Dot. So, Dot, I have a favor to ask of you. Uh-huh, you always do. I know, and you're always so nice and you do it for me. I appreciate it very much. It's per the usual. Nobody likes a brown noser. That's fair. So we might have gotten in a little bit of trouble with the law. I need you to go and tell me how things turned out. Really? I know. You got in some trouble again. Imagine that. You never call me just to see, how's Dot doing today? Is Dot happy? Does Dot want to be here? No. It's always Dot. Go get me out of trouble. Dot, go fetch me that thing off of the top shelf because you have wings. Now we're in the crypts again. Thanks. Where am I going? What am I doing? Boss. Well, no, you don't have to be like that. How how are you doing, Dot? Peachy. Glad to hear it. You know, you're always such a delight to talk to. I love you so much, Dot. Now then, so in the docks district in this particular, I tell them wherever the outpost is, that one, might have gotten arrested, might have gone to that one. I need you to go there, find out a couple of things. One, what happened to all of the thugs that were there, particularly, Lord, what was his name? Beryl, was his name? Yes, Beryl, thank you very much. Find out what happened to Beryl, and also, find out what happened to the Magister. Try not to be seen, because you know, you are kind of a devil chicken. If Excuse me? How dare you? I mean, to be fair, I guess Audacity is on sale today because you have it in droves. I'm not a chicken. I'm a closet. No, you're the best closet. You should have more confidence in yourself. I have confidence, you tit. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, looks at the rest of you and he's like, Are y'all really traveling with Epi? Why? Who am I to judge? I have two souls and one of them's really evil, so. Isn't that fascinating? Well, why are you serving Epi? Epi grins ear to ear. If I had a choice in the matter, I wouldn't be. But I don't. I'll tell you what, how about this? Epi is a patron of my restaurant. Epi, the next time you're at the Bard Rock, summon your friend Dot here and I will feed Dot a meal of their choice on the house. Just be nice to Dot for helping us out this time. Anything I want. Any meal in... As long as it's on my menu. As long as I have the components to make it. Okay, well, what's on your menu? I would have to go look at one of my menus, and my restaurant burned down two days ago, so it's gonna take a bit. So, so, you're gonna, you're gonna feed me from a restaurant that burned to the ground? I'm having it rebuilt. I have the money to have it rebuilt, sort of. Right. I have the utmost confidence in your ability to follow through on this well, problem. In the meantime, I take out some of my rations. I can offer you this in the meantime. Is it offer a good faith? He just looks at you. He really prefers coins of a certain sort, I think. Oh, like money? Yeah, I like money. Money buys things. Well, speaking of which, Epi just sort of reaches into his pocket, grabs about like five gold, treats yourself to something on the way. Whatever five gold will get you. Right. Takes the five gold, snaps, it's gone. Now we're talking. Okay, so you want me to go to the docks district? You want me to find out about... And he basically spends the next minute clarifying in very professional terms, like, what happened and where he needs to go and all of that. Excellent. I think you've so, about gone. All right, cool. Anything to add? Any of you? I suppose, if you're feeling up to it, would you be so kind as to go fetch my slippers from the old hotel room we were in? Unbelievable. I'll tip you. Fine. 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 It's fine. What else am I going to be doing right now? 
I definitely didn't have anything going on. It's fine. He starts walking towards the door, reaches the door, pushes on it. He's like, oh yeah, no, I could totally get out of this. Here. Big old stone slab of a door. Yeah. Let, let me like get it for tall. you. And Epi leans with all of his might on the door and it opens just enough for the closet to get through. Yeah, just... Like the slowest opening because Epi is tiny. You know, you could have just used thaumaturgy to open the door. I hadn't thought of that. So Dot just sits there and watches. Like, until you're done opening the door, he does not move. Right. I'll be back in a few hours. He snaps and he goes invisible. And he's gone. Thank you, Dot. No response. Ironbar, can you help me pull up the door shut again? You can use thaumaturgy to close it. I can do that? Doesn't it open or shut them? I'll help her. She's a really bad friend. First of all, look, I know I, I have very feminine features, but technically speaking, I am still a man. And secondly, I'm just- I, uh, I, uh, will take care of it. Thank you. But while we're at it, Epi, I have a question to ask you. Sure, sure. What's up? So, have you ever, like, seen a Nothic in person? Or are you just interested in that kind of stuff, being a wizard? You know, because of your journal? I find that very interesting. So you know what a Nothic eye is, huh? What's he talking well about? What's a Nothic? What's a Nothic with you? <laughs> you know, I have no, to be honest. Epi, you're the one who'd know better than me. But if I'm not incorrect, it's kind of like a twisted wizard. I don't know if I call it twisted so much as a wizard who got a little out of their depth. Don't they is totally change, though? A lot out of their depth, then. You know, magic, it, you have to be a little careful with it. You can find things that maybe you shouldn't have, but there's always something to be discovered in it. It's worth a look, if nothing else. But yes, I, I do know what a Nothic is. I can assure you, don't worry. This isn't a real Nothic eye, it's just decoration. So you've never actually interacted with one? No, I, uh... I haven't actually seen a Nothic in person, though if I if I did, it would be fascinating to know what it was that they found out before they got all twisted up. Like, what was the... Can you walk towards that point, but just a little bit short of it and then not turn into a Nothic? Like, how does that work? I've always been fascinated by it. I bet that's the same questions they ask. That's a fair point. So, Epi, I have a question. I'm gonna come clean. When I was walking around, I saw you write in your book, Tell Dot to be nice this time? And it disappeared. Who was telling Dot to be nice? I mean, this is a book that helps me uh, commune with someone who helps me with my powers, so probably that person. Anyone I know? Probably not. Does your book have a name I should address it with? Yes. What is your book's name? Personal, mostly. Nice to meet you, Personal. I offer the book a handshake. Epi sarcastically puts the book in his hand and does a shaking motion with it. I want to roll a strength check to take the book out of Epi's hand and read it. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a three. It with all of my little wimpy might. That is a three. Even Epi can beat a three. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. All right, we're going with tiny star dices. <laughs> a four minus two is a two. <laughs> oh, I have a minus one, so that makes it also a two. <laughs> The world's lamest tug of oh, war. Wow. <laughs> Roland and Rook. What you are seeing is just pain. Yeah. It's it's like watching a limp handshake, but like it just keeps going. Rook is in so much pain seeing this. She tries to snatch the book away from both of them. Strength so, is it my strong suit. Rook. It's not sleight of hand, just go ahead and roll. It's just gonna be straight athletics, or just strength. Straight athletics. I'll do it. 17. Everything's upside down today. So, Rook, you snatch the book. You have it, they don't. I open up to the very first page, and I take a look at what's written in there. What language is it written in? There is nothing on the page. Or is, is there anything on any of the pages as I flip through? You do see in very nice... So, it's cursive flowing handwriting but it seems very sharp and like this is very 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 fine handwriting 
and it is obvious, like, you're looking at it, you know enough to say this is, like, a spell book, right? But it's, like, about 10, 15 pages in, then you get to the actual spells. And I can read it. Yes, you know that it's spells, you can read it, it's common, but it's, you know, you don't know how to do magic, so some of this is, like, these incantations, don't really understand what I'm looking at, that sort of thing. Okay, so yeah, so Rook doesn't know much about magic, so to be honest, like, she was hoping for some juicy gossip or something, but didn't get what she wanted. Does anyone do anything? Like, does anyone try to get it from me? What did Epi write about me in their book? I don't see anything in here, Brock. So I will say this. Epi was definitely writing in the front of the book. I told you. It sort of seeps into the book. So how do you get the information back? That's a good question. Trade secret. If I told everybody that, you'd know everything I heard from someone. It's your curiosity sated. May I have my book back, please? I don't know. I'm feeling a little shifty about who's receiving messages from you as you watch us all day. You know what I mean? You know, that's fair. I assure you, it's purely just my own notes. That is my, uh, my spell book. You just said that that book is used to communicate with somebody who helps you with your powers. Right. This is true, but I assure you, it, it's really not getting out to anyone. Believe Except me. the person you're sending it to. Did they live in the book? That's one way to put it. They are the book. Brock, does that mean something to you? Uh, can I roll Arcana to see if I would know anything about weird, sapient books? Sure, go ahead. I rolled a 12 plus 113. You don't recall anything like that. No, I studied some magic in Bard College, but I did not take that elective. I think the books can be used to communicate with someone that way. That's my guess based on what I saw from the writing like about Dot. But if the book can talk to Dot, who else can the book talk to? Right. So is Dot also in the book with this person? Epi kind of looks at it. Hand me the book right quick. I promise it's nothing weird about I just want to answer your question. Well, there are three of us and one of you, so I hand the book back. Thank you. I open it and I write in the book. Does Dot live in the book? Are you showing this to everyone? No, I'm kind of hiding it a little bit, but I probably am not able to hide it too much. Armbark can see it, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Armbar can see it. I've always got my eyes peeled. Armbar. Well, okay. Are you guys allowing her to do this, to hide it from you and just allow Armbar to see it? No, I'm gonna try and take a look. I'm gonna try and look at what she's writing, and I'm obvious about it. You were told that, that, that Epi was gonna demonstrate something to us, and to me, not being able to see what Epi's writing is not falling through with that. That's shifty. Alright, alright. Fine, fine. I'll just... Uh, on one condition, nobody gets to know about my book. You all get to know, for reasons, but keep it to yourself. That's fine. That's fine. You are the only three people on this earth that know that I have a murder spirit inside my body, so I think we're good. Technically four. Epid writes, does Dot live in the book? Rook, you specifically would notice that as Epi is writing in the book, Epi's handwriting is not nearly as neat as the handwriting you saw. Epi's handwriting's kind of sloppy, actually, and the writing fades away into the book. Did you, like inherit this like did you like get this from your parents or something yeah so like whose spell book was this? well so as you're asking this you see the handwriting like text reappears in the book in the handwriting that you know about like that you've seen before it says dot is your familiar he is summoned from his own place rook sees that and she's like well looks like i got two answers in one see I'm being level with you. This is the most truth I've told in a while. And I write thanks in the book and kind of close it. So, now that you all aren't curious about the book anymore, how do you know about an Orthic? I'd love to know that. Because she rolled a 21? <laughs> yeah, right. But I, my reasoning will be because I've had really interesting clients. Fascinating. Who wanted a Orthic guy? Everybody. I mean, not really, but wizard types. Yeah, that tracks. Personally, I don't approve of the practice, but you can use them sometimes in spells to get people to tell you things you don't want them to. Personally, I don't find that to be super ethical, which is odd, because really, I don't draw a lot of ethical lines. But that one, that one's pretty well set in stone. If people don't want to tell you things, you really shouldn't have to. Like, it's a type of boundary, you know? Yeah. 
I know. See, see, we're bonding. She gets me. Rook purses her lips a little bit. With that, Rook says, what are your guys' opinions? She says, looking blankly at Brock and Armbar. I'm going to say this. Right now, we might all just be working for Felix, but we need to trust each other. We did stuff today that could have gotten us all arrested, executed, killed, could have committed murder. If we don't trust each other, then we cannot work together. So what does that mean? Well, to me, I guess it means I trust all y'all for now. I trusted you with my greatest secret today, Epi. I want you to know that you can trust me. Epi kind of looks up at him. I appreciate that. It does explain a lot of things, and I mean, I told you some secrets. That, that should count for something. <laughs> right. I feel like you did, but it was because we were refusing to back down. I feel like you don't trust us. I want to feel like we can trust each other. Is Epi still charmed by chance? Yeah, that was that was a while ago. Okay. Epi should now know they're charmed by both the Magister and... Oh the... yeah, that's true. You would have known that they both used charm on you. You also would know that, yes, the Magister was 100% bullshitting you about giving you an easy time, but because you were charmed, you couldn't see that. You assumed the best. <laughs> Excellent. So Epi just kind of looks and is like, Well, I appreciate that that's how you feel. I do want to trust you. That is something you earn over time. So far, you're doing fine, except for a little bit about the charming person. Although I kind of get why you did it, because I was, uh, I kind of got kicked in the head by a certain alpaca or two. Really quick, I look at Armbar's back to see if the tattoo came back yet. He still has the GL tattoo on his shoulder. Trust me, Brock, I would know if it came back. Epi just sort of pulls the book back out and starts sketching that GL tattoo. You don't do such things. Effie stops after drawing the G. May I draw the tattoo before it disappears? Listen, I don't understand what the book does or what it means. I just know that I have to trust you in this moment. So if you can lay off the armbar, that would be much appreciated. I don't have my skill in Snatch anymore. Hell! Starting to even forget the names. <laughs> it's a rough day. He lost his emotional support, Alpacas. Oh. It's not been a good day. Epi puts the book away, comes over, and just pats him gently on the shoulder. There, there, big guy. You're gonna be alright. Oh, my Alpacas. I'm sure they'll come back to you, eventually. I That's just miss my scruzzle and Natch. I need them. Well, champ, the wild magic... Years we've seen always seems to wear off after a little while. My guess is when it wears off, your tattoo will come back. I hope so. Maybe after this night's sleep, it will come back. You keep an eye on my tramp stamp and let me know. Of course. I'll be sure to watch your... Back? Yes. He's looking one of those, like, you can't look too low kind of things for obvious reasons. Just like... Eyes up here, young man. Eyes up here. My apologies. Champ, you literally just asked us to watch. Well, not now, damn it. I know what you're looking at. The champ's hard cheeks. My apologies. It's hard to miss. Rook is just covering her face. <laughs> I just want to say I love that Rook is the awkward teenager here that's just like... <laughs> just wants to die, really. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll leave the, um, so the tramp stamp watching to your good friend Brock over here. Champ, I'll always watch your back. I know, buddy, I know. Alright, so, is there anything else anyone would like to do during this long rest? I'm good. No, I'm good. I'm going to sleep. Okay, so right before everyone is about to fall asleep, Epi just kind of leans over and whispers to Brock, So, if you don't dream, what do you dream about in place of dreaming? Yeah, I experience the uh, memories of my quarry spirit as a dream instead. You know, my murderous, malevolent spirit, I experience his memories. I basically have nightmares. That is unfortunate. What are they like, if you don't mind asking? He has his book opening ever so slightly. I'm trying to think of the right way to put this, because all the references Paul, the roleplayer, can think of for this don't exist in the world of Faerun. Imagine sitting near a battlefield and watching the most violent battle that you've ever seen 
up close in excruciating detail. Every scream, every sword strike, every wound, amplified, throbbing in your ears and eyes. That sounds absolutely terrible. I can go get Diana, see if she has something that can knock you out for a while. That's the same as sleeping. It'll still come. It is part of my bond with my quarry spirit is just my cross to bear. Or whatever the holy symbol in the religion of Tyr is, I guess. Out of character. That is unfortunate. I'm very sorry to hear that. Thank you. I don't sleep particularly well. I try to make up for it by living a good life while I'm awake. Being a good person, which is harder and harder these days. Yeah, well, I mean, aside from the, the stealing things, you're doing pretty good, I think. Well, to be fair, I'm very bad at the stealing things, apparently. I know, me too. I figured I'd try it, see if I was any good at it. It's a lot harder than it looks. Good night, Epi. Good night. Several hours into this long rest, Roland Armbar, you feel your tattoo return to normal, and your connection to your alpacas comes back. All the wild magic effects that are active right now wear off. And at the end of the long rest, you all wake up and started with your day. Has Dot come back yet? Roll me an intelligence check. Okay, so that is a 16 plus intelligence mod of 4, so a dirty 20. You have all been asleep, and you have the dawning realization as you're stretching and waking up, you realize, oh shit, we closed the door. I am going to stand bolt upright and kind of stumble over the door and just lean on it with all of my little tiny epi might. Epi for the third time, you know thaumaturgy! Right, right, I cast thaumaturgy. The door flies open. Oh, good, good. Good morning. Did you sleep good? Because I didn't. I've been out here all night. I found so many things and I've been just so happy to be able to tell you, but I've forgotten so much of it now because I've been out here all night. It gets cold. I don't know if you know that. And there's flowers everywhere and I hate flowers. They smell. Anyway, how was your night? My night was great. We got to know each other. I am so sorry. I forgot about the door. Uh-huh. Is there anything I can do to make it up to your door? I am I am so sorry. It, it slipped my mind. Right. Come in, come in. I'm, you can sit in the bedroll. It's still warm. Uh-huh. Alright, look. Here's what I found. Okay. You listen to Bar Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bardrock Cafe. Till next time.